meeting at the intersection of entertainment and knowledge, of greatness and destiny, comes the greatest sports video game movie podcast on today. Please welcome in your hosts, Plyrock and Mitch the Moldaw. All right, Moldog, are you ready for the list? I am ready. I, I gotta, I gotta put a dip. I gotta put a dip in for this one, man. All right, this is gonna be only, time. only on Facebook. Yeah. So. Don't, don't do that too much because we might get shadow banned. Yeah. Shadow banned for a big dip. Yeah. Um, Game on. So now you're responsible for this top ten list. I have, <clears throat> I've got about 926 quotes that I've written down on this piece, these pieces of paper. Uh, that all came out of my brain. So I'm going to bounce off your list tonight. I am not responsible for your top 10 list. So when they get mad at you for not including Keanu Reeves on the list, it has absolutely nothing to do with me. It is all you. So I'm just laying that down right now. But I do Fair have... So, so let's start with our honorable mentions... Of these are, by the way, guys, the top 10, which is really, in my case, the top 726. I have more top, I have more great movie quotes on my list than when Tom Brady was drafted at 68,222nd in the NFL draft. So that's how many quotes I came up with that I couldn't narrow down completely. I do have the greatest quote of all time ready to go in my back pocket. Uh, but I thought it would only be fair to let Moldog go, and we could bounce off of him. All right, all right. Let's get, give me an honorable mention, and then I'll give I'll give oh. you give, yeah. I'm already gonna be in trouble. I'm yeah. already in trouble. I haven't said anything, and the chat has set me up for failure. Yeah, the chat has already set me up for failure. Yeah. So, give me an honorable mention, and I'll tell you if you're wrong or not. My honorable mention, and it was right here. So there's proof here that there was. My honorable mention, or one of my three honorable mentions, or actually, I think I got four, mm-hmm. is "Hasta la vista, baby." Okay, that's an honorable mention for you. So your top ten yeah. list better be ripping, bro. That's what I said. I'm set up for failure already. You're, and it better not be just full of fucking Humphrey Bogart movies from the '30s either. Just so you know, I know there's a, I know there's a, a disconnect in our, you know, in our decades. But this better not be all Turner Classic Movie bullshit. This is not going to end well for Bulldog tonight. I am feeling trouble. Something is afoot at the Circle K. I am feeling it. Yeah, man. This is my top ten list right here. So I'm going to – I actually have like an unnumbered top ten list here. So you said uh, Hasta La Vista Baby was not on my top ten list, so you're okay. All right, what's another honorable mention? Another honorable mention is, if you build it, they will come. You're an asshole. Field of dreams. You can't. That's on the honorable mentions list. That's an honorable mention. Yes. That's not a top ten quote for you. That is not a top ten quote for me. Okay, me neither. So you're okay. But, <laughs> but I will say we're going to stop here for a second. Field of dreams. If you ever want to see Ply ugly cry. Like, legit ugly cry. Like, Kim Kardashian, you know, uh, uh, what the hell, the I forgot, reality TV show, those fake shows that pretend to be reality. Like, if you ever want to see Ply's ugly cry, uh, they, 
that movie, and I've seen it probably 15 times, and my goal is to take my son to that field when he gets older, which is a real historic landmark, landmark by the way, in the United States, I lose it every time in that movie. Like, I've seen it a million times. Like, I don't care when old Lake Yeller goes down. You know, I didn't just, you know, what? You didn't care when old Yeller I mean, I was sad. I mean, I was sad. It was cute. Like, oh, poor guy, you know. But it wasn't, it wasn't like, it didn't age well. It's clearly, you know, Marley and May got me worse than old Yeller. You know what I mean? Marley and me, like, like I'm getting close to that Marley and me stage now with my dog, like that ending of Marley and me, because Patton is like, you know, eight plus years old now. So he's coming into that Marley and me ending sad shit coming on now where you start thinking, I'm never getting another dog. I'm not going through this again. Like that starts to go through your mind. And then you end up getting another dog two weeks later because that's how it always works. But you know, I'm in that phase now where he's, you know, he's starting to slow down a little bit. He's gray, you know. Yeah. But, but, uh, you know, if you build it, he will come. Yeah, Hell Priest is correcting, which we it's he. That. It's he. It's yes, not they. I well, said they. Sorry. I didn't. I didn't say they. I so they. that's a butterfly and you talk effect. Talk about me going back. You got. You talk about me doing old movies. Preacher, preacher's barking out, uh, you know, Clark Gable and Humphrey Bogart here. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, same, yeah. No, no, no. Those are a, comment. Those are on my list. They don't make a two five two by four hard enough for this head, says Blue Rock. What's going on? Welcome in. Uh, yeah, that knucklehead. That's my knucklehead buddy, and and he continues to be a knucklehead, but I love him. Nice to see you, Blue Rock. That's my man. All right. Another, another one of the Baltimore contingent checking in. Let's Baltimore. go. Oh, Baltimore is running hot. They have not shadow banned our reach fly in Baltimore. Oh, my gosh. Wow. That's amazing. (laughs) Well, we're going to be on the (laughs) road. Guys, big announcement. We just got hired for AM radio in Baltimore. We're the new morning show. Ply in the Moldog. 6.30 a.m. Ply in the Moldog (laughs) in the morning. Coming up soon, traffic. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The I-95 Connect this morning. A little bit of bottleneck as a curiosity factor. Seems to be building up on a construction project that just hasn't ended in the past 30 years because the politicians spent too much money on it. Now back to you, Moldog. We got about 30 minutes in at the Chesapeake River Bridge. Jim might want to tap the brakes coming through there. And be careful for the uh, Balto Wash Beltway, as it is a pure mess. <laughs> it's Next, funny. Here is here is Scott Garceau with a take on absolutely nothing. <laughs> and then we'll play a little big hit from Rush. <laughs> All right. So if you build it, he will come. Is a great one. What's your last honorable mention? And then this I'll get where it got. This was where it started to get tough. Okay. My last honorable. Yeah. And now I got to go back to the early seventies. Okay. Is is you talking to me? Uh, taxi driver. Taxi driver. The one good scene in the movie. Overrated. I do believe. I agree with you. I think it was okay movie. I don't understand. I don't know. It's it's kind of like cult classic that that kind of crossed over into bigger than cult classic, but still is because of that one scene. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what category that is, but. That's the category. Yeah, no, that's a great quote. I will say this. Have you seen Robert De Niro's knees lately? Knees? He has the wonkiest, creakiest, ugliest knees I have ever seen. And he wears stilettos on set, like, to make himself taller. 
Have you seen this? I have not. I've never seen anybody with wonkier knees than this man. When and you know, they I mean, his knees have knees at this point. It's incredible. But okay. yeah, no, no, De Niro, De Niro back then. That was the one good scene in that movie. That I remember. I just remember being like, I, maybe I saw it when I was too young and didn't appreciate it. Because I love Raging Bull and I love some. I love Martin Scorsese generally, but that one to me just didn't hold up. <clears throat> you know what I mean? I hear you. <clears throat> so, all right. So those are your honorable mentions. So let me give you a few of my honorable mentions. See if you guys agree. Can't uh, wait. <clears throat> all right. My mama said life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. That's on my honorable mentions list. Okay, little Forrest Gump. So yep. somebody tell Snow because that's his favorite movie of all time. Great movie. Snow, all right. I'm with you, brother. Another one is Why So Serious from The Dark Knight. You want to know how I got these scars? You know? So Why So Serious was the actual quote. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what we got here is a failure to communicate is on my honor. Right. On my list, yeah. but didn't make yes. What we have here is mm-hmm. a failure to communicate. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I, awesome movie. Awesome movie. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Also right here. Right here. Didn't That's, make honorable. Didn't, right ma- didn't make honorable. Okay. No. Well, I, well, now. well, see, the thing is, before the show started, Bananas came in. And said you can only have three honorable mentions apply. So I actually have forty-two honorable mentions before Standard. we get to my yeah. So um, another one is I see dead people. Hmm. Yeah, it's here. Yeah, it is here, but it didn't make the final cut. Cutting room floor. Stevie's Stevie in the chat. People. Stevie in the chat has a great one that I did not write down. These are all off my brain, by the way, Muldog. Stevie has a good one in the chat that says, did you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight from uh, Batman, the Joker? So, yes, that was another great Joker quote. So definitely, definitely. Um, Here's a few other ones that I have here on my honorable mentions list is here's Johnny from The Shining. The reason I didn't like that one is was it a ripoff of the Johnny Carson show? That's my only beef with that one. Like, Nicholson made it. It was great. It wasn't even supposed to be in there. It yeah. was an improv. Yeah. But that was Johnny Carson's intro was, here's Johnny. Okay. So that's the only reason I left that one off. But that's fair. Great. You know? No, that's great. fair. That's fair. Um, I'm going to go with – let me give you one I left off my honorable mentions list and why, because I can kind of tee off you a little bit. Elementary, dear Watson, I left off my honorable mentions list. As did I. Because even though it's, you know, people say it all the time, it's culturally significant. That was in the book first, bro. So I kind of, I kind of like, there's one movie quote that made my list that's also started in a book. But I couldn't do two. So uh, uh, I feel the need, the need for speed. You know, was that on your list? Yeah, it was. It was on my list. Yeah, who said that? Who, the... who said that? Uh, Goose. Yeah. Well, what movie? What movie? Well, Top Gun. Okay. Did Goose say yeah. it? 
Did I thought you were getting a little more granular. No, I thought it was Maverick, but I thought since it is you were Maverick. asking me. It is yeah, Maverick. I thought since you were asking me, you were trying to trick me. <clears throat> All right, here's another news. here's another one of my here's another one of my honorable mentions. Oh, look at Mrs. Ply. We knew that one was coming. Yeah, that she, was Mrs. That's Ply, the easiest prediction ever. Mrs. Ply made me put that on the list, so I don't even have to yeah. say it anymore because she said it. So it doesn't even make it on the on the podcast because I'm not repeating it. Here's another. <laughs> here's another one. You had me at hello. Honorable I ha- mention. Honorable mention. Yeah, yeah. Honorable okay. mention. Tom Cruise. All right. I went a different route with that movie. That's all right. I did two from that yeah. movie because my next yeah. one is Show Me the Money. You know. So, Show Me the Money, and you had me at hello. Or another honorable mentions. It's alive. It's alive. Frankenstein. Ooh, Frankenstein. You can't leave that one because anytime it's anybody. It's alive. It's alive. Yeah. I mean, yeah. No, it's Frankenstein, dude. Yeah. So, uh, and then the last one besides Nobody Puts Baby in the Corner, which is the worst movie quote of all time, is <laughs> My Precious Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Which I wear the one ring to rule all rings right here on my finger. So, because I love Lord of the Rings. So, those are my honorable mentions. Let me make sure I didn't miss any. Oh, I'm king of the world. I'm the king of the uh, world. Ti- Titanic? Yeah. yeah okay. I fucking hate that movie, but that 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 particular quote's got to be on there. So Well, it's six and a half hours long. They better have something quotable in there, for Christ's sakes. Yeah, no, it's just, I, I saw, I had to see it as a teenager like nine times because of my high school sweetheart was like just lo- losing her mind over this movie. So I literally lost like a full day of my life, like, I used to smoke when I was younger. You know how they say one cigarette, you lose five minutes of your life. Like I actually, just being a smoker when I was younger, I lost less time in my life than all I had to waste in the movie theater watching Titanic. Dude, cigarettes will kill you. Just go straight to dip. It's much better. No, I hear you. But what I'm saying is, (laughs) what I'm saying is, that movie was so, like, James Cameron is, like, legit, besides, like, Terminator 2 and Aliens, like the luckiest director ever. Like he's directed like six total movies <laughs> and he just avatar and Titanic. Like he's way up there on the budget list. And now both movies more so avatar, but just haven't aged. Avatar hasn't aged. Nobody. I mean, very few people. I know there's a place at Disney world and it's cute and people walk through it and there's blue people and shit walking around, but he's been making sequels to, avatar for what 30 years now and he hasn't released anything so he's just like the luckiest preachers getting the pitchforks Uh uh-oh what are they doing they're getting mad in the chat yeah they want more lord of the rings or or they're predicting there better be more lord of the rings they're demanding for what here for gondor or what do they want me to yell i don't know i don't know what's up with them all right, so th- those are the honorable mentions, all 6,000 of them. So now what is your – all right, here we go. What's your top 10? Give all me right, number 10. So one, one quick ground rule is – or one and 1A one ground rule. All right, the cultural significance, which we tie into every list, right? Yeah. But like okay. I was thinking about stuff that I will say in normal conversation – 
if prompted by something that that deems that necessary right so somebody says to me x and i automatically say y and it's a movie quote to me that's like huge because you've incorporated that into daily conversation so that was just one of my ground rules not necessarily uh okay you know foisting my uh ground rules on the chat but okay so number 10 are we ready so number 10 number 10 here we go you already hit it was show me the money so show you show me the money was your number 10 yes that's worth it i mean basically 10 through 1 should generally be all tom cruise quotes right i mean let's just be honest he's the greatest actor of all time um all right that, that we you know Jerry Maguire is a great movie. Yeah, my my wife used to say it all the time. I'd come home and I'd be like, "Yeah, hey, man, I'm 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 gonna get this customer, and I had a great chat with this customer. I'm gonna land this account. I'm gonna land this account." And she would look at me and she'd say, "Show me the money." Yeah, dude. And I'm not even kidding. I mean, so that's it. Really significant. That's it. All right, my number ten was. Do you choose the red pill, or the blue pill? What movie? This is why. This is it. This is the cultural gap right here. This is it. Can't help you. The Matrix. Oh, Jesus. When Morpheus offers the red pill or the blue pill. And now how many times do you hear in cultural society that, you know, someone will say, well, you want the red pill? You want the truth? You take the red pill? So... (laughs) <laughs> preacher saying now he supports shadow banning <laughs> dude why are we getting so much love for for the notebook in the chat someone's got to explain that to me that that is so funny the no then i think because bananas in the chat loves the notebook to be honest with you well mrs ply does too apparently <clears throat> the only scene i remember from the notebook like in between my convulsions of disgust while watching it was was when he's like she's outside in the driveway when she's crying and she's like and he's looking at her and he goes what do you want what do you want what do you want and he's like just yelling at her what do you want what do you want what and i'm sitting there going i fucking have this fight every day like well let's get food okay what do you want you pick all right, well, let's go get pizza. I don't want pizza. Well, all right, fine, let's get Chinese. We already had Chinese Thursday. Well, why don't we just get Mexican? Well, yeah, Mexican's great. That's what I wanted in the first place. Like, I could just see Ryan Gosling. I think that was him, right? It was Gosling, right? I could see him in the driveway going, what do you want? What do you want? Like, he's just yelling it, and she's just like, I don't know what I want. I don't so yeah, that's the one actual. <clears throat> yeah, never say no to Chinese is correct. Thank you, Eric. But that's just yeah. one actual. That's the only moment I remember from that whole movie. Right there. Fair enough. Fair enough. And that's a, probably should be the number one quote for men around the world of like all time. What do you want? Like, what do you want? <laughs> like, just tell me what you want. And then Mel Gibson's running around going, bro, I, I heard what they say in their head. You guys just don't want to hear it. I, I know what women want. You know, you know, you know, so. All right. What's your number nine? Number nine. On the all time list. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. There's no crying in baseball. Oh, I knew that was going to come up. Mrs. Ply wanted that one on the list. 
That's a good one. I did that didn't make my list at all anywhere. But that but I appreciate the fact that it is on the list. So that was Tom Hanks, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Oh boy. In a league of their own. America's dad. Alright. That's a good one. My number nine, which isn't really my number nine, because I'm just kind of organizing them as I go, because I had so many, is Say Hello to My Little Friend. Oh, baby, say hello to my little friend. Yeah, man. I love Scott. Do you know they're making that again? 1983. I didn't realize that that was almost 40 years old now. Do you know that that's a remake? No, I did not. I can't wait. That's the 1983 Brian De Palma film is a remake of like a 1937 James Cagney film called Scarface. And that's a retelling of the story. I think the original might have been in Chicago. It was some type of mobster thing, like prohibition mobster movie. Mm-hmm. And then they switched it to Cuban and, you know, drugs and everything else. But say hello to my little friend is like just awesome love it number nine the remake is going to be with michael b jordan Mm, i hope not they shouldn't (laughs) they should not they should not remake scarface like you should not remake jaws they mean they they make fake jaws movies like you know the meg or whatever but they jaws can't be remade et can't be remade you know, there's certain movies that are just perfect the way they are in their own. Like, Scarface is, like, perfect 80s. It's perf- It's 80s perfection. It just doesn't need to be updated. It's going to get ruined no matter how good the movie is, no matter how bad the movie is. Like, they tried to remake Carrie, Stephen King's Carrie. It was a disaster. Like, you just can't, like, uh, Keanu Reeves made that awful movie, that disgusting pile of dumpster fire trash, uh, with the, the day the war, the day the earth stood still. You can't remake the day the earth stood still. Like, that's, that's like cultural, like, top 10 greatest science fiction ever made movie from, you know, it was old, but Keanu Reeves's version sucked. And, you know, it wasn't their fault, but. You can't redo Scarface. You can't redo it. I, I I think it's a bad call. Bad call. What do you say, Moldog? All right. Well, I agree. I agree that uh, I'm interested to see it though. Uh, but I'm sure, or I would, I would be worried that it would gravely disappoint. But nonetheless. Nonetheless. So moving on. Mm-hmm. Now this. Now now we get into a movie where I had to take one out of a number that I would have liked to use. Okay. And again, culturally significant worked into everyday conversation. Sure. I'm going to make him an offer. He can't refuse. And that's your number eight. That's my number eight. Wow. Woo. Dude, Muldog don't give it away, man. You gotta, you gotta earn it in Muldog studios. What the hell is your number one? That is not my number one, by the way, but I'm going to make him an offer. I, you know, I, I was, that's actually on my list unnumbered. It's not my number one though, but, but I'll make him an offer. He can't refuse. I had to go between that one and leave the gun 
take the cannolis. Take the cannolis. That's but, exactly where I was but, thinking. But make him an offer he can't refuse is clearly like the cultural, you know, it's going to be the cultural, like, you know, that's the big one, right? Because we all say it. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. You know, so that's a good one. I'd have it a little higher up the list, to be honest with you. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I just have my number one pick, so I'm not going to trash where you kind of put these because I didn't number the rest of them because I wrote down so many. I'm like, this isn't going to happen tonight. This is Muldog's list. But that's, that's a good one. That deserves to be top 10. That deserves to be top 10. What's, uh, what's your number seven? Number seven. The short line in my top ten. Yo, Adrian. Yo, Adrian, I did it. Yo, Adrian. Yeah, the whole quote is, yo, Adrian, I did it. I did it, yes. Yeah, you can't just say, yo, Adrian. Yo, Adrian, I did it. Like, that's the whole, that's like the whole quote when he wins the belt. And the awful Rocky too, which was the worst sequel. Who said that? Who was the jerk who said Rocky Two was a bad movie? No, most disappointing Two big sequel. Gap between Rocky One and Rocky Two. Do we need to revisit this? Come on. We, no, we we'll fight about this again because that was absolute utter horseshit when you said that. Absolute horseshit. Rocky Two was no was not the big cliff fall that you think it is from Rocky One. That's crazy. Oh my gosh, dude! I can't even. I just can't. I can't go with you anymore, man. I can't go with you anymore. Dude, that was the equivalent of when Sylvester Stallone uh, finally lets go of uh, the girl in Cliffhanger. Oh, my. Who was it? Oh, my Who God. Who was the girl? Lori, Lauren? No. No, she, I don't was think she, she wasn't a famous actress. She wasn't? She wasn't? Uh, no, it was, uh, I. Jennifer you know. Jennifer Tilly? Was it Jennifer Tilly? No, it was not Jennifer Tilly. Believe me, if you okay. if you were looking at Jennifer Tilly from the top down, you would remember it was Jennifer Tilly. Okay, fair it, enough. It wasn't Jennifer Tilly. It was like it was a it was a a, a no name actress. A drops. Okay. Great, great scared face on her. Gabe, oh my God. Gabe, don't you drop me, Gabe? Yeah. Don't you drop me? And then uh, it's right in the beginning too. You know, it's right in the beginning. Like you're not even. You don't even got your popcorn in your lap yet, and that scene's going off. Oh Man, my was, gosh! And I, then even worse than that. Ace Ventura, when nature calls and Ace is going across and he's got to save the raccoon and he's holding the raccoon's little paw and it's like the same scene and he can't save the raccoon and he drops him in the middle of the mountain and you saw that poor little raccoon's eyes when he was falling. That was even worse. And then Ace ends up at the Buddhist temple. (laughs) Oh, man. So, all right. So, you know, yo, Adrian, I did it belongs there. What's, uh, what's your next one? You can't handle the truth. Look at Tom Cruise just making the list again. Now, do you say you can't handle the truth or do you always couple it with, I want the truth. Uh, If, if anybody ever says I want the truth in any capacity to me ever, yeah. I always counter with you can't handle the truth. Yeah. That's so, oh yeah. So another Tom Cruise staple. It's unbelievable how Tom just keeps making all these lists. Like no matter what we do, it's not intentional. 
Just greatness. No, it wasn't. I, I was just looking. You're right. It's not intentional. Yeah. Yeah. Epson chat, by the way, for the raccoon from Ace Ventura. What nature calls, yeah. guys. One of the saddest scenes in cinema history. That poor little sucker. We couldn't even make a hat out of him for Davy Crockett at that point. So, um, yeah, you can't handle the truth, man. What a great movie. What a great movie. Like, you know, the funny thing is, too, Jack Nicholson's in that movie for, what, 12 minutes? He gets top billing in that movie, right, which is crazy over Tom Cruise. He gets top billing in a movie he's like a guest star in. Yeah. And Jack Nicholson is so brilliant of an actor and so, like, he even overpowers Tom right there. And I'm willing to admit it because I'm an unbiased individual. And he, you know, he just goes right in and just says when he he wins the movie on the on the uh, on the stand. He's that's basically he's got like three scenes. He's in his office, you know, he's dicking around with Kiefer Sutherland, and then he's and then he's on the on the bench, and he wins the movie. Yeah. You know, so but great, great, great quote. You are correct. What an iconic cultural uh, uh just will never ever be replicated never all right what else you got all righty here we go we're starting to get towards rarefied air here okay now this is this is a term i use all the time regardless you know you can use it in a lot of capacities mm-hmm. and that is you're gonna need a bigger boat I fought Mrs. Ply about this one. She fought back. She wouldn't let me put it on the list anywhere. When we were thinking of greatest uh, quotes, writing these down, I said, "It's. I think it's we're going to need a bigger boat. Right? Yeah. He, he, oh, yeah, he, I think it is we're going to need a And boat. he doesn't say it loud, Roy Scheider, and he says it scared. Right. He jumps back when the shark jumps, and he goes, huh. Oh, we're going to need a bigger boat. Like he kind of turns his head a little bit and that's the first time they saw the shark. And he like, oof. And I think he was legitimately scared in that scene too. Like the actual shark like scared him when it jumped up onto the boat. Like when they shot that plastic piece of shit up onto the back of the boat. Like he, like he legitimately was scared in that scene too. So I don't know how much people repeat that anymore like culturally i'm I'm just if if i'm in the kitchen and i need a bigger pot i say i'm gonna need a bigger boat (laughs) (laughs) yeah well you only got you only got you only got half a sandwich and you wanted a whole sandwich yeah exactly i i use that yeah i cross a lot of streams with that one yeah no that's a tough one it's butterfly effect though i don't know if he said you're gonna need a bigger boat or we're gonna need a bigger boat that's total butterfly effect, you know. So that's a good one, man. Uh, go up one more. Let me see what you got now, because now I've got my. I'm now. I'm down to my top five. All right. So one more. Okay. Well, all right. This is a nice clean break then, because you already hit it. I had at number five um, the say hello to my little friend from Scarface. So I had it okay. higher than you did. That's fine. That it belongs in the top ten somewhere. There's no argument. There's no, I think Ace Ventura did it just as good when he had the skunk 
And he pulled the skunk's ass up and shot everybody. He's like, say hello to my little friend. And he shot everybody with the skunk's ass. Why do all these come back to Ace Ventura? Did Ace Ventura just use every great movie quote, like, of all time in his his movies? (laughs) All right. So let me give you one of my top five just to get it out of the way. Ready? I'm ready. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Oh, you left that off? Yeah, I missed that. Yeah. <laughs> How could you leave that off? Yeah. How could you leave that Gu- off? Guilty. Guilty as charged, man. I'm diving oh. on my sword. You're oh, right. bro. yippee ki yay Yeah? Yeah, what is it you said? yippee ki uh, uh, yeah. motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the greatest <laughs> scenes ever. Oh, Mrs. Ply disagreeing with you right now. Number five is a bit much for Scarface. I'm, I, you know what? I'm, I kind of have to half agree. Half, I think Scarface belongs anywhere you want to put it on the list, except for number one. You know, yeah. <laughs> Preacher says that's because Ace Ventura is where your level of maturity caps at, Ply. <laughs> I saw that. That was great. You know, you know, and then they keep arguing about, you know, I think they, they just keep arguing about Lord of the Rings. I already said my precious. What other one is it? Run, you fools, or you shall not pass. I mean, I don't know. I guess I've yelled. I guess I've yelled in the car a few times when I'm in the slow, when I'm in like the fast lane and people are trying to go around. I'm like, you shall not pass when they're like, you know, I'm blocking people in traffic. But, you know, I don't know. Lord of the Rings yeah, is tough because yeah. a lot of those quotes, those are literature quotes. Those were already written by a brilliant author. Those were in book form before they showed up on the screen. So it's tough to, these are actual movie quotes. Like, let me give you a one more of my top five and see if you, are you not entertained? On my list did not make, Got on the cutting room floor. Of Are You Not Entertained? Yes. Oof. Uh, that's a... Oof. That's like prime Apex Mountain, five years of greatness Russell Crowe before he's a fat, washed-up guy. That's like that one scene like just epitomized like testosterone for like five years. Like just... Right? Like, just he yells that, and it's just like the Yo Adrian of 1998. Are you not entertained? Like, he just bodies all around him. Just like, just, it was incredible. Incredible. Yeah, it is. It's it's all Lord of the Rings all the time right now in the chat. We may have to do a special Lord of the Rings. You know who was, you know, Lord of the Rings, by the way, is my favorite trilogy of movies which it's one movie let's just be honest it's my favorite trilogy of movies like a pretty much all time and it's my favorite book fictional book of all time so and i'm wearing the one ring to rule all rings on my finger so there's no there's no lack of love from ply about lord of the rings i've even read like continuing tales of you know middle earth 
J.R. Tolkien's unfinished works. So, like, I've, I beat all the video games, played all the movies, read all the books, wear the jewelry, everything. It, none of those quotes belong in the top ten. Except maybe my precious. Because they were all already written and existed before the movies existed. So put away your pitchforks and your knives and stop coming after the ply because they don't belong there. These quotes are movie quotes. Jeez, I'm shadow banning everybody tonight. They're not even going to know. I'm actually kind enough to give them a reason why I would shadow ban them. I wouldn't be one of those dicks who doesn't tell you and then holds down your reach. All right, go ahead. All right, we're going to... We're going back to 1989. Okay. I hope that's not too far. For 1989. Roads. 1989. Where we're going, we don't a, need roads. This is a little nuanced. All right, that wasn't it. But you gotta the scene, the whole scene is iconic. But then the line is is the mic drop before the term mic drop had been invented. Okay. And that is, stay with me, Ply. I'll have what she's having. I'll have what she's having. Is this, is this when Harry met Sally when she has the uh, boom, 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 boom? Or is this, or is this uh, yes. Spaceballs? No, it's when Harry met Sally, the restaurant scene. All right, so that's when she has the boom, boom at the table. Yeah, she's eating the. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what that's what we call that here in the Play Rock Nation, yeah. guys. We call it the boom, boom. So whenever you're starting to feel good and don't know how and you're, uh, you're starting to shake, it's the boom boom. You know what I mean? So she's at the table just having her boom boom. And uh, I'll have what she's having. All right, then. All right. I don't know if that's top 10. Yeah, I get you, though. That's a that's a that's a differential of, uh, you know, the movies we've seen uh, growing up, I guess. That's one this of those. Is true. I don't I don't uh I don't disagree I don't disagree with the fact that that's a great scene by the way. And no the book excuse preacher is not lame because I can tell you right now Yippee-ki-yay motherfucker didn't come from a book even though Roderick Thorne wrote the original novel for Die Hard, Frank Sinatra played the original John McClane in a movie called The Detective in the 60s. That quote does not show up in any of Roderick Thorne's original works. So, no, it's not a... And, you know, I'm not an uncultured swine, by the way, Jessica, and I do still like Ho Pizza. So, no. Dude, why are you, why are you jumping on my boy Preacher, man? Because he just He's said it's not... good guys. He said it's, the book excuse is not an excuse. This oh. was greatest movie quotes. This wasn't greatest quotes by authors that ended up in movies. So... <laughs> <laughs> let's finish him. Let's let him finish the list. If the rock is on it, we riot, says Mrs. Black. Okay. Oh man, the chat the the chat exposed a hole in my game. Ooh, what'd you do? Bananas bananas exposed a big hole in my game. I wouldn't doubt it. Bananas this, is a brilliant man. This is one of my all time favorite movies, and I did not I quote it so much that I don't know that one stands out. I, I quote this movie every day, probably five times in some capacity or another. Okay. And I do not have any quotes from The Breakfast Club on my list. Ooh. 
Yeah, bananas. That's a good catch, bananas, man. I, I am, you know, I, I'm Mr. 80s. I get called out for being Mr. 80s all the time. And my one of my favorite movies of all time, which I have watched, I'm not even kidding, upwards of 40 times in my life. And I did not put a Breakfast Club quote on there. Man, oh, I need to be, sh I'm shadow banning myself. Oh my gosh. Well, you can't shadow ban yourself because you'll know the reason. Oh, if you kind of would de defeat the whole concept. Yeah, if you want, I can wait a few days and then ban you, but I won't tell you why. And then just never call me, and I'll show up for the show next week, and you'll just never jump on. You just won't I'll see me. Banned. You just won't see me. Like, this is, watch this, guys. I'm going to now shadow ban. I am going to now shadow ban uh, Moldog. Ready? See? I shadow banned him. He's gone. Can you hear us, uh, Moldog? Yeah, you can't see him though, can you? All right, let's. Oh, there he is! I unshadow banned him. See how that works? But I didn't tell him why. So I guess we're not going to let him on the show anymore. So we're just going to do that, and we're going to pretend he was never here. Is what we're going to do. All right. So if that's the way we're going to roll, we're going to keep rolling with it. It's ply in the. Let's go, guys. Top five. Here we go. All right. Anyway. <laughs> So let's get back to it. All right. So now we're you're in the top three. So let me give you let me give you a few more of my top fives before I get to my number one. Let's do it. All right. N my number three. Go ahead, make my day. I could do the whole quote. You're thinking, did I fire five or did I fire six? You know, I could do the whole thing, but. Go ahead and make my day. I mean, it's been repeated by presidents and and fighters and everybody. So, go ahead and make my day is clearly number three. It, it couldn't be an that argument would... for number one, but it's definitely number three. Where are you? Where's it? Where's it? Your number three? It was my number two. Ooh, so... it's not shitty though. We're syncing up. We All right, syncing up. All right. So that was my number three. My number two was you had me at hello. That was my number two. No, it wasn't. That's not my number two. <laughs> I know. What the fuck? I wrote that wrong. I apologize. That was My number two was the name's Bond, James Bond. I apologize. Is that your number two? No, it was on list at the cutting room floor. By the way, sh quick shout out to Snow. Snow, I did already quote "Life is like a box of chocolates." It was on my list. It was not number two or number one. So I and I shouted out Snow at that particular moment because I let everybody know to follow Snow Gaming, and I said that uh, that was Snow's favorite movie. So it, you you did make the list. It's not. What is your number? What is your number two again? Muldong? My number two was Sudden Impact. Go ahead, make my day. Okay. He says a variation of it. Oh, that's right. And Dirty Harry, he says, are you feeling lucky, punk? Yeah, Dirty Harry is the, you've got to ask yourself one question. Yeah. Do you feel lucky? Will well, do, do you, punk? Yeah, yeah okay, yeah. okay, okay. So, that's Dirty Harry. So my number two was the name Bond, James Bond. So that's my number two. And that clearly everybody says that shit. Yes. 
And uh, what is your number one? And if your number one is not my number one, then the chat well, we the... skipped. We, we oh, skipped my three. Oh, we what's your my three? Because I jumped in with sudden impact. My number three was, I'll be back. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was on my. That I'll be back was down in my honorable mentions. That was only an honorable mention. Yeah. So. No love. Yeah, no, no. In Get to the Chopper was on my uh, honorable mentions too. You know what I mean. So what is, what's your number? What's your number one? My number one, and I am not. I'm. I'm not gonna say I'm not a fan, but I'm not a, a nut, mm-hmm. about this franchise. But in terms of cultural significance, all the things we talk about, used in conversation posted on facebook it's a whole day named after it yeah it has doesn't it have to be may the force be with you yeah no (laughs) it doesn't that's it may the force be that's your number one numero uno baby that's your number one numero uno it is not may the force be with you at all because first of all we're sith around here we're not rebels rebels are scum that's number one so the number one movie quote of all time is no i am your father what no what do you mean what what you going to the same no 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 may the force be with you is rebel bullshit and it's not Luke, I am your father. It's the most misquoted movie line of all time. Even it's, I knew that. No. It's, 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 no, I am your father. That is the greatest movie quote of all time. Misquoted, it's even better. Luke, I am your father. Because, you know, Chris Farley did it in uh, Black Sheep. but Or Tommy Boy. But it is, I am your father is the number one quote of all time. If you don't believe me, ask the chat. Good luck. Oh, hey, wait, well, hold on, man. I don't the think chat. they're I don't think they're disrespecting you for May the Force be with you. You may want to check the chat, my friend, but I just got exposed again. You got exposed God. again. What did you do? Miracle? I got, I got yeah, but ah, I just but didn't, Miracle doesn't. Come on. I didn't think it would play. I didn't think it would play in the chat. I watched Miracle. I have to admit in in, you know, full disclosure, I watched Miracle and this is not an exaggeration, twice a week. You do or did? I watched that movie twice a week. I watched it last night. I didn't get to bed to about 2 because I'm up watching Miracle for the 45th time. Is it? Uh, and i you know, still thinking they're going to lose the game to the Russians. Is it so, Kurt Russell's hair in that movie that makes you watch it constantly? Kurt Russell does such a great job in that movie. And you know I'm a big Kurt Russell guy. We've had this discussion you, you know, you call it a function of, you know, my, uh, you know, timing and when I grew up. And that's 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 fair. But there's just so I mean, he has just transcended decades and genres. And to be able to take on that part and pull it off so well when it's so nuanced is that that was a great performance by Kurt Russell. By the way, but, just a quick shout out to Eric while you're talking. There was a Titanic quote, I'm the king of the world was in our was in our list. So, we did sh- we did shoot that out there just for just for uh, Muldog's buddy Eric. So, 
Go ahead. I apologize. Yeah, no. I, I watch Miracle, like I said, twice a week, and I could probably quote the whole thing without even... I mean, I, yeah, I'm going to be I honest with you. I can actually uh, I can actually recite Rocky IV from front to back because I have seen Rocky IV. Like, this is no exaggeration. I used to watch Rocky IV four or five nights a week during some darker periods in my life. It actually just got me through. And uh, but it uh, like I could quote the whole movie, you know, you can't win. Oh, you Ad- can't win, Rock. Adrian, she doesn't yeah. say Rock. She says you can't win. She's at the top you of the stairs. You can't stair- win. I think she says you can't win, Rock. No, she says you can't win. She screams it. She says you can't no, win. but she doesn't say his name. She just goes. Oh, no, Mickey, Mickey, Mickey says it. He'll right. knock you in tomorrow, yeah, Rocco. Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah, a different that, movie, yeah. bro. That's it. It's, well, I wanted to throw in a Rocky Three one there, but it was it it was kind of nuanced. But it was always a quote that had me laughing. You know where Apollo, where Apollo comes out and you know he tells he tells Rocky to be cool, and uh, then Mr. T starts screwing with him, and the fight breaks out, and Rocky's like, "I thought you told me to be cool," and Apollo's like, "That was cool. Like yeah, that's a yeah, funny yeah. funny line in there, but you know it's not in this." Category. It's funny because they transpose that scene in Rocky Four with Apollo acting a fool in the press conference, and Rocky tells him to calm down as they're walking away. And in both those fights, in Rocky Three and Rocky Four, Rocky gets annihilated in the first fight with Mr. T, and obviously Apollo, God rest his soul, dies at the hands of Ivan Drago in the exhibition match in Las Vegas, which uh, his son Adonis later takes up the mantle of a heavyweight fighter. So, if but he dies, he dies. Yeah, no, there's so many, but I don't know if any of those belong in top 10 of all no. time. You no, know, just like, I will not Stevie stay Johnson, here. Yeah. Yeah. Steve's in with, I must break you, yeah. which is a great, great quote. But again, what about Zed's dead baby? What is Zed's dead baby? Zed's dead comma baby is the chat is saying. What is is that? What movie is that from? Is that, that even ringing a bell? So no, that doesn't even belong on top seven thousand. I don't even know what that maybe, is. Maybe that's that Maka Pichu Pico de Gallo or whatever thing. That, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't. Know. Nobody's touching my no, <laughs> nobody's touching my no no square about that stuff. I'm stay. Uh, there is a Top Gun quote by the way, bananas on my list. I've got the need, the need for speed. So that was that was on my list. So. Incredible. Is there any other movie movie quotes that we have missed, guys, that you guys love? Let us know. We would love to uh, recite them and pretend and do dramatic reenactments of them. Well, let what me you give got? you two. Let me give you two here that are that I found interesting. Right, like sure. Again, this would have went back too far, and again, it was very short, but it was. It's kind of the one of the defining moments of that movie. And that's the, they're here. Yeah, it kind of was like, oh, that one was there. Yeah, with, uh, I agree. Yeah, Poltergeist. And then this one, going back to kind of something you said, the reason I kept this one out is because this was a quote before the movie, Mm -hmm. and that's the ubiquitous Houston, we have a problem. Yeah, that was on my list Apollo too. 13, same yeah. thing. But that that was a quote before that movie. That's why. I yeah, because that, that was out. that was like an actual historical. 
Yes. Like someone legitimately exactly. said that. So that was not a movie quote. Right. I do. I, I do like uh, Eric saying it's not a tumor from Kindergarten ah, Cop. The old Kindergarten Cop. That's a good one. Stevie, smoke That's if you got them. I think smoke if you got them from Spaceballs. Are we stopped? We're stopped, sir. Oh, good. Well, why don't we take a five minute break? Okay, sir. Uh, all right. Smoke if you got them. <laughs> Polly want a cracker. No, Polly wants your mama's sweet ass. What movie was that from? Was that from from Along Came Polly? I'm trying to remember which one was that one. I don't remember a lot of these movies. I can't. I don't have enough. I don't think I have enough hard drive space in my brain anymore for a lot of this stuff. You know. I hear you. Um, but there are so many movies that are so quotable. But I don't. Like, ah, just like I'll make him an offer he can't refuse is like something that's just said, like, you know, hey, we got to go, you know, we got to go take care of business or we got to we got to go seal the deal over here or whatever. And everybody always says, well, let's just make him an offer he can't refuse. Like, like, you know, when you win and you do something amazing, like a lot of people will yell, yo, Adrian, I did it. Or, you know, like a lot of these are like or, or like I'll be back from from the Terminator, like. I think more people say I'll be back than Hasta La Vista Baby. Like, Hasta La Vista Baby's cool, you know, but people say I'll be back. Like, every time I go to lunch at work and I turn around to the everybody and they're like, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go get something to eat. All right, man, we'll see you in a little bit. I'll be back. And Absolutely. Then one, and then one Absolutely. of the coworkers will always say, well, don't drive through the window. You know, so that always... Say, Jessica, say what one more time? I dare you, mother. I double dare you. Pulp Fiction got a ton of quotable. This uncomfortable hunk of metal was shoved up my ass. <laughs> yeah, there's so many. I mean, Quentin Tarantino. The problem with Quentin Tarantino is, is everything's so quotable. We might as well just plop it all down and just say, here's the, you know, English mother. But do you speak it? And I didn't even bring in any Caddyshack quotes. I avoided the Caddyshack uh, quotes because I knew that I would have uh, been, uh, you know, accused of being incredibly predictable. And Caddyshack is ridiculously quotable. Give me a quote from Caddyshack. Huh? Give me a quote from Caddyshack. What do you? Yeah, it's Dude, ridiculously gotta... quotable. So throw me one because I'm I'm you, on a blank. You gotta you gotta narrow it down. Uh, uh you know it's uh. It's a it's a hybrid, uh, Kentucky bluegrass and uh, you know Minnesota, Minnesota, whatever he says. Is this Bill Murray? Uh, Are you doing Bill Murray? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's you pretty can good. Play, uh, it's pretty good. You can play you can play eighteen holes in the morning and then get uh, you know stoned out of the bejesus at night. I think uh, on our next Cinderella podcast, story. Cinderella story, Cinderella story, you know, here at Augusta, you know that whole scene. You yo, name it. there's a million. Yo, on our next podcast. You have to do the sports headlines as Bill Murray from Caddyshack. Well, that shouldn't be too hard. I think I can handle that there. Uh, excuse, correct me if I'm wrong, sir, but if uh, I kill all the golfers, they're going to lock me up and throw away the key. <laughs> golfers, not golfers. <laughs> Dude, you got – it would be – that would be, like, so – Epic, dude. If you were like, well, yeah, you know, LeBron scored 38 points tonight in the comeback game for the, and you know, whatever. Just play with like little clay dolls while you do it too on the vodcast. Like have little clay like figures with like firecrackers in them 
and then just be like, yeah, the brand was like, you can jive in and like doing this and that and the other thing. And like, oh, my God, dude, that's what she said from Wayne's World in the office. What's up, Lewis? Welcome in. Yeah, man, that's actually a good one. Because yeah, how that, you want to talk about stuff that everybody says every single day. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Cause we all yeah. say it anytime anybody says anything remotely, yeah. slightly 1.2% perverted. Yeah. You know, man, wow. This can is, oof, this can is really thick. Well, <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. It's, it's taken on a life of its own. Like no matter what yeah. you do jump the shark a little bit you know be careful with that thing it could hurt yeah. you oh, yeah. that's oh, what that's she what said, said. Yeah. Yeah. you know so true. like no matter what you do that's what she Wayne's said world. Wayne's world is a good one too though because that was you know that was you know i mean there was no wayne's world there was no bill and ted's you know some of those zany really quotable you know uh you know there was there was, there was none of Schwing. that but wayne's world wayne's world's a good one Wait, yeah, Wayne's World is um is uh, amazing. Wayne's World one, Wayne's World two wasn't bad. It was a decent sequel, you know. But Wayne's World one, I think to this day is like the reason Queen had a career for the next twenty years and sold CDs too. Like, though, I think the band Queen like owes I owes Michael Myers literally like thank you so much for like completely rejuvenating our band. From that one scene when they're all Michael Myers actually almost got fired from the movie and quit. They got in a huge fight with the director because the director did not want that song in the car for them to sing. And Myers took a stand and freaked out on the director and everybody and said, that's the song we're singing. That's the one. And legitimately from that scene, all of a sudden Queen songs get remastered and everybody like just from that one pivotal moment that pushes queen into a whole new generation of people that is so funny you say that because now you connected a dot that i just thought was kind of a random thing but now that you say that was there was actually an issue with mike myers he's in the in movie Wayne's, yeah i know what in, you're gonna in, say yeah bohemian rhapsody so yeah he's in it he yeah he's the agent mm -hmm. who when they when they come with the album he's like the record company exec sure. And he's like, you can't release this. You know, what is Galileo, Galileo, you know, all this crap. Yeah. It's, you know, five minutes and 29 seconds long. You can't release, you know, you need to release this or that. And they're like, no, that's what we're going with, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And he won't agree. And then the, the guitar player, I think it was, says to him, all right, well, you're going to be known for the guy who gave up on Queen or the guy who passed on Queen. And then towards the end, they show him watching TV with her at Live Aid at a uh, Wembley Stadium. Yeah. And there's, you know, 100,000 people there, and Freddie Mercury's out on stage, and, and Mike Myers is just looking at the TV, shaking his head. Yeah. But, so so that's a cool connection now. So that had to, that couldn't have been coincidence. If they fought about Bohemian Rhapsody in Wayne's World, and then he makes this cameo in Bohemian Rhapsody, and it's about the song Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. That is, wow. Well, that's, that's why cool. Mike Myers was in that's the movie. Cool. By the way, Cole is saying Arnold also said I'll be back in the Running Man. You uh, know, and I and almost, he did. I he did. Put that, but the yeah, line, the but better line, the better line it was become, Richard Dawson saying only in the reruns. Arnold Schwarzenegger originally said I'll be back in the original Terminator movie, which was his first kind of megastar hit. So he does Conan before that. 
And then he does Terminator. Conan, kind of a cult classic, decent movie, middling hit. And then he takes off with Terminator, and he defines himself with Terminator. But he says, I'll be back, and it becomes his catch line in just about every movie after that is, I'll be back. But it happens in the original movie, in the police station, when he goes into the front desk, and he says, you know, I'm here for blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, you can't be, you gotta go, buddy, blah, blah, blah. That's my Bill Murray doing Terminator. And then he says, well, then he says, like, then he says, like, well, maybe I'll be back. So I'm just going to be back. So I'll be back right now. I'm going to go do that. And I'm, I'm going to drive through the window. That's what I'm going to do. You do a better Bill oh, Murray Eric, than me, but. Good, good shout out to Eric on this one in Wayne's World, where he goes into the guitar store and he takes the guitar mm-hmm. and he starts playing the first two chords of Stairway to Heaven. Yeah. And then the guy, the guy points to the sign and it says no stairway. And he's like, no stairway denied. Yeah, dude. Wayne's World is <laughs> completely epically quotable. Yeah, that's a good one. Totally. Like I We're get it. We're not worthy. We're not worthy. Yeah, there's just you know. It's it's amazing how he went from Wayne's World to the Love Guru. Like it, and you know, it, Austin Powers has sh- yeah, baby. Like there's a lot yeah. in there too. You know, Elizabeth Hurley is still kicking. It's still rocking it. Even to this day, I don't know what, what's it, well, who was married to her? Hugh, uh, what was that jerk's name? Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Remember him? He was in, uh, Nine Months, maybe, with Julianne oh, Moore. Yeah, and Four Weddings and a Funeral, I yeah, think. Yeah, F that guy. He was married. And he got caught with the transvestite, remember? <clears throat> he got, he got caught with the transvestite in Hollywood or something. The yeah. transvestite <sighs> prostitute or something. How could I you be married? I may be mixing ma- that up with Danny <clears throat> Bonaduce, but they or Eddie Murphy. The same thing. But yeah, he they both kind of did the same thing. He was married to Elizabeth Hurley. Like, did anybody not watch Bedazzled? Like, I don't understand. Like, he was set for life. That'd be like Tom Brady calling in a cheap hooker married to Giselle. Right? Yeah, it's it it defies logic. That that defies that that means that you you had a silver spoon for way too long. Like you're like. You're just he not was Bridget serious. Jones' diary too, wasn't Hugh Grant? I think he Bridget was. Jones diary? Yeah, I think yeah he and was the and the other guy from uh, the Kingsman was the other guy in Bridget Jones' diary. But uh, yeah, whew. what was he thinking? What a jerk! Drugs are drugs are bad. Okay, drugs are bad. <laughs> I don't even know if it was drugs. I don't even think he had that excuse. I don't even think he could have an excuse of. I was drunk, I was on this, I was doing an eight ball with John Belushi. Like, there was nothing there for him to latch on to, but, you know, I just wanted to, like, just be a jerk. Like, you know what I mean? I just, there's nothing there. I do know what like, you mean. Yeah, that, that ruined his career, by the way. I don't, well, I think he did Bridget Jones' Diary, but he was kind of gone after that. And I won't, I won't repeat the question, uh, that Eric threw in the chat. Oh, I will. I will. Yes, it is Richard Gere. Or the yeah. rumor is that it was Richard Gere. Did yes, Richard Gere, Gere really stick a gerbil up his ass? That was the rumor. <laughs> that was the rumor that it was like this freakish Hollywood like trend, actually, for like a little while. Like a live gerbil? I remember reading that. I, I Dude. I, Come on, up. that hint, can't hint, be. Hint, that, that was the rumor. That Now... Whether or not that's uh, Wait a urban minute. legend, you know, like Mikey died by eating Pop Rocks and drinking Coke, you know, Mikey from Life Cereal. Yeah. That was, 
you know, that was urban legend. There's a lot so of this, urban legends. Yeah, this could be urban legend, Ooh. but that that rumor that rumor had some uh, had some legs to it in the uh, I, that's in the a, 90s. You know, that would be a good good. That's a good good segment for playing the Bulldog. Urban Top Hollywood le- urban legends. Hollywood yeah. legends like like uh, the Blues Clues guy. Do you remember Blues Clues? I know you watch them. Oh, yeah, yeah, Remember that guy, the original Blues Clues guy? Yes. Didn't he, like, wasn't he, like, a death metal? Yeah, nah, I think he was, like, a death metal heavy, like, the urban legend. I could be wrong. Was, like, he always wore the long sleeve dorky shirts. Yeah, the long, yeah. Because he was, uh, (laughs) he was, like, tatted up from, like, his, like, his wrist all the way over. He was, like, a death metal singer or something. Oh, okay. All right. And I think he died of like an overdose or something happened. He, I think maybe he just got fired, like Death to Smoochie with Robin Williams. But he, he, uh, he was gone. He was like yanked out of there, and I don't remember if he like he died or he overdosed or someone shot him or something. Like he lived like a double life. He was like the ultimate nerdiest, like you know. Blues Clues was like the Mister Rogers of like the late nineties, early two thousand. You know, blue. Oh, we're gonna go find yes. the square. And and Hell Priestess chimed in, and yes, Hell Priestess, that is how I. The context you put it in is how I heard the rumor back in the nineties. So uh, yeah, he's still yeah. alive. So he must have just gotten fired. I don't know. Maybe he never like clarified that rumor because he's like, yeah, dude, badass. Everybody thinks I went out in a blaze of glory. Like from True Romance or something in the hotel room. Like I was like, yeah, and I don't have to be that that kids show host anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, he probably paid the mortgage for a while with Blues Clues, though. I mean, uh, it's pretty popular. Good, a lot of merch too. Yeah, knew how to merch. Wow, Jessica is saying he's still alive. He's on the new Blues Clues, but he just wears a hat. Well, then I don't recognize him. Cause it wasn't it Steve, Steve. It was yes. Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Steve. Yeah. Oh, but there's just tons of urban legends around Hollywood. Marilyn Manson. Could, Back when I was in high school, we all believed that Marilyn Manson had his ribs removed so he could take care of himself. Do you remember that one? No. You don't remember that one? Oh, dude! Like we all like when I was in high school, everybody was convinced. Number one, Marilyn Manson was the kid. From uh, Fred Savage's The Wonder Years, the nerdy kid, his buddy, with the glasses. Do you remember his like? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, remember Fred Savage had like the 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 uh, yeah. his best buddy across the street. It was like the nerdy one, like a uh, yep, like Melhouse from uh, Simpsons. So we all believed when we were in high school in the late '90s that Marilyn Manson grew up. He was that kid from The Wonder Years. Like it was legit belief. And then we also believed, and this is legit, which is another public service announcement from the Plyrac Nation. Don't believe anything you hear in high school. You're all it's all shit. All right. And then we all believed in high school that he had ribs removed so he could go down on himself whenever he wanted. What in God's <laughs> legitimate are you serious? I, listen, I believed it till I was about twenty five years old. Until like Google took off. And I was like, oh, shit. Dude, if, if we I started Googling. Band yet, we weren't shadow banned yet. We're shadow banned now. Oh, what's a shadow ban? We wouldn't even know. Oh, right. That's not, I, I got I to gotta, I gotta get a little better with this concept of shadow banning. <laughs> I, I clearly do not 
have my head wrapped around it. No, long. but Marilyn Manson has his head wrapped around it because oh. he had two ribs removed. <laughs> good Lord. Eric's got a good one. Tupac still being alive is the all-time greatest urban legend. That's a good one. And they and they, they even were smart to market it because when I was coming out of high school, they came out with an album called, I think, Machiavelli. And it was like unreleased Tupac songs and stuff like that. And it was like, uh, it like it, it like just helped permeate the rumor that he was still alive. Well, the, you know what? Back in my day, I was a little early in my day, but back in my day, yeah, give for it quite a while. Quite a while, it had some legs. That you know, there were Elvis sightings all over the place. Dude, Elvis that, was that, still alive. That's not yeah, a that's Elvis, not an urban yeah. legend. No, no, no. I, listen, he was still, still alive. alive, bro. I went to his house. Okay, I went to his house. All right. Elvis is was uh, Elvis is dead now. But when I <laughs> you're laughing, but when I went to his house back in, I think it was like 2003, 2004. It was that it was that year of a little less conversation was remixed and became a dance hit. And it was released on Elvis's gold album of his 30 number ones. It was called number ones was the album that came out. All right. I went to Elvis's house. And I went to his grave. Okay. His name was spelled wrong. All right. His name was spelled wrong. His middle name is Aaron. And they spelled it wrong on his his tombstone. They fixed it years later. That's when they buried him, bro. I'm tough. Dude. There There you have it. 50 million of us can't be wrong, Muldog. Okay? I like a good conspiracy as much as the next guy, and I always say this. Nothing would shock me. No, he was... That was not a... shock Dude, if Jimmy Jimmy Hoffa came and knocked on my door right now, it wouldn't shock me. That shocked the shit out of me. He, at this (laughs) point, he's got to look like the person who drank from the wrong Holy Grail. Well, you got a point there. Jimmy Hoffa would be a little long in the tooth at this point. Isn't he uh, in Giant Stadium? Uh, one of the rumors was that he was buried in the, in the pouring of the concrete when they made giant stadium and that way he would never be discovered. Well, Um, I mean, there's a a lot of the, it's a field in Michigan. It's here, it's there. So I've heard that all over the place. Uh, Michael Francis, who's this big mobster now turned minister does, uh, has done a couple good interviews. That's not the good fellows guy, is it? Yeah, he always claims that uh, now he's you're never gonna find him. He's dead. The mob hit him, but you're never gonna find him, and that's kind of all he. Gives well, we all know the mob hit him, and he's gone. But we just don't. Well, know. Right. we just want to know where he is. Right. Because every time someone brings like a large package into my normal job at work, and it's heavy, I go, "What the hell you got in here, Jimmy Hoffa?" Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah. It's like always the first thing that I always say. Preacher saying, look to Plyrock Online for Plyrock Gaming's new branded tinfoil hats. <laughs> <laughs> That's my man, Preacher. Yeah, but you know what? It's Back to Elvis real quick. He, he he died years later. He didn't. There's no way the king of rock and roll died taking a dump on the toilet. Here's, here's the two things. One, either Elvis was dead. He died, but he did not die of of, of a heart attack. Okay. No, that's always that's always his autopsy. His everybody yeah. dies of a cardiac arrhythmia. That's a that's just a fake easy thing to oh it's cardiac arrhythmia. 
Well, yeah, everybody eventually dies of cardiac arrhythmia. Your your effing heart stops beating. Well, not today, so not anymore. Cause of death. Not anymore. If you have a heart attack today, it's a COVID death. Right. Exa- yeah. <laughs> it's the same principle. They mark it now. Oh my God! This guy got into a car accident. His head got chopped yeah. off. Oh wait, he yeah. had a cold. You, you can have yeah. yeah you no, can that's have three. The... You you can have three Hillary but yeah. Clinton gun gunshots in the back of your head, and it's COVID. Okay? So <laughs> you know, but, we know that. but three months ago, you are correct. But anyway, so um, <laughs> I forgot what you were talking about. <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, Avril Lavigne's dead too. Avril Lavigne is—you know—I was just thinking of Avril Lavigne the other day. I heard her song, "Why You Gotta Go and Make Things So Complicated," and I'm like, man, I remember Avril Lavigne when I was in high school, and she was probably like my age. She was probably like 17, 18 years old when I was 17, 18 years old. I'm like, I wonder what she looks like today. You know what I mean? Because she had like, uh, like what three hits. She had the one album, Skater Boy, and then, you know, and every skater guy in our high school is like uber in love with her, right? It was just like, you know, she was like the Alexa Bliss for Skater Boys, you know? Oh, we got a little, we got a little wrestling here. Sure. Right up your alley here. Okay, go ahead. Eric, Eric chimes in, another good urban legend, Ultimate Warrior died. And was replaced in the early '90s. Yes, that was it. That, that was an urban legend. Let me first address. Go back to Elvis real quick for preacher, because preacher right. saying heart attacks do happen on the toilet. They do, but Elvis himself did not die of a heart attack on the toilet. So if you believe that he died because the autopsy was finally unsealed years later, all right, from when he died, he actually died of constipation. His enlarged intestine had gotten so long it ruptured and exploded. And they did not know how to treat it back in the day. So he actually had bathroom issues, and that's actually what killed him. He did not have an actual cardiac arrest heart attack. So if you believe that he died, which is probably the truth, but I like to believe that I saw his gravestone with the wrong name on it, then he actually died of constipation. So now back to the ultimate warrior Ultimate Warrior leaves after WrestleMania 7, or actually WrestleMania 8, let's call it, because he's back and forth, he's back and forth, he's back and forth, okay? He comes back at WrestleMania, I want to say I want to say 10. It was either 10 or 11, I'm pretty sure it was 10, but it might have been 11. And he has a different haircut. He's got like this stupid bowl cut. He doesn't have that long 80s like mullet curl going on anymore. And he legitimately looks like lean down a little bit and he looks a little bit different. And we were all like, bro, that's not the ultimate warrior. The ultimate warrior is dead. That's an imposter. And we all believed it when we were little kids. Like it was, it was him. He obviously died years later, but he, we actually all believed it was him. So believed that he was dead. So that was a great. Whoever said who said that? Who who commented on that? That was Eric. That was my buddy Eric. That was a great one because yes, he did. We all believed he was dead. That's a good one. I bet you Stevie's got some good urban legend wrestling ones too. Stevie's the secretary of pro wrestling in the Ply Rock Nation. They got some other good ones in the chat. She uh, who got super sick? Why would Avril marry the Nickelback guy? Oh, that's a that's an urban legend. Who would marry the Nickelback guy anyway? He's a rock star. <laughs> <laughs> is there any? Did Pete? Is Nickelback still going? 
<clears throat> do they still yeah, tour and sing and make songs? I don't know if they tore. I, I well, nobody's touring right they, now, but right. I I never heard that they broke up. Yeah, no, no. Well, they they were like the ultimate. <clears throat> like every song is catchy, but like every song is kind of like sounds the same. Band, like they were like they nailed down like that one drum rhythm that like addicts people's brains, yeah. and they were like, "Fuck it, this this works. Let's just make ten songs with this rhythm." Like and no, uh, no, uh, no disrespect to them because if I can figure out the rhythm to, uh, you know, Facebook's uh, algorithm, I would just drum beat that all the time too. Because clearly, right now, I'm on the B side of a Monkeys album from 1962 <laughs> with my with me trying to figure out the algorithm. Dude, apparently the algorithm is a Call of Duty Warzone, right? Didn't we determine that? Yeah, no, that's true. The uh, Stevie's saying the biggest, the biggest WWE rumor because of the fans is that Vince McMahon is racist. Yeah, I don't, you know, I, I think I think he's done so much in his in his career, pushing everybody at different times. Different. I don't think he sees the world like that. I think he honestly doesn't see skin color. He sees, are you three hundred and fifty pounds of muscle and can chew through people, or can't you? Like, he just doesn't, you know what I mean? Like, and I think that's held down a lot of guys who should have been pushed, like a Kofi Kingston or whoever for a while, or a Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan took forever to get pushed. But, you know, The Rock and uh, uh, Tony Atlas and uh, Rock's dad. Rocky among, Johnson. Uh, Rocky Johnson, yeah. And, and among others I can uh, name, you know, they were just if they were if they caught fire he would push them. Yeah, he sees dollar signs. Another rumor is that there were two different canes. Well, funny that you say that. There actually were two different Razor Ramones and Big Daddy Cool Diesels. So those were actually those were actually true. So when Scott Hall and Kevin Nash leave the WWF at the time and go over to WCW. For some reason, Vince McMahon and them thought it would be a good idea to hire a couple of guys from the local watering hole there in Hospokey, Wisconsin. And they put... Actually, I think Kane was the original fake Diesel. And uh, who well knows what the fake Razor Ramon guy was. And and fans were like, bro, this, this isn't Razor Ramon and Diesel. <laughs> like one guy... Like Razor Ramon had like a six-pack when he was Scott Hall. And then this guy came out and he had a beer gut. Any, just because they threw a vest on him and some gold chains. Yeah, Glenn Jacobs did play fake Diesel. It was Kane, yes. Another wrestling rumor, Stevie. Jeff Hardy can stay sober. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a rumor. <laughs> Jeez. I hope it's true, but it's a rumor. So, yeah, that's great stuff, man. That's great. There's always been urban legends and rumors, and, and are people really dead? Are people really alive? And, like, you know, so... A lot of people are into weird shit, but you know, celebrities don't help themselves. No. With some they of the do weird not. crap that they do. You know? But oh, they're fighting over Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera in the chat. Well, I, I thought Hellpriestess uh comment was kind of nuanced and, and interesting. Britney Spears is forced to sing high and it's messing up her voice, so she lip syncs. Apparently her voice is super deep and soulful. 
but the music producers don't like it or didn't like it. That's and that that's that's very plausible. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, that could be that's true. Interesting. Could be sure it could be true. But it didn't hurt her when she made millions of dollars singing high. So I mean, maybe she, you know, I mean, eventually you get to the point where you can s- sing low. By the way, that's funny that you say she's lip syncing. I was actually at the concert when I was a kid. I don't know if you were there, Muldog, because we're from the same area in the United States. I was at Lake Compounds in Southington, Connecticut, when Millie Vanilli got caught lip syncing on the stage. That was at Lake Compounds? That was at Lake Compounds, and I was there. I have seen a number of shows at Lake Compounds. Yep. Uh, It's usually... The ones I've seen, it's been people at the end of their career. I don't know if it, if this was Millie, early Millie Vanilli or... Well, this or, was the end of Millie Vanilli, which was okay, close to the, the beginning. End, the, the end, yeah, which was kind of... They had one album, end. bro, and it was like their yeah. producer singing the songs. And this was before, this was before like, you know, MP3s and digital and everything. That shit skipped, and <laughs> they got caught. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, man, I was there for that when they got caught. It was at Lake Compounds in Southington, Connecticut. Snow's got a good one here. It's a little, it's a little off topic, but uh, sure, hit me. It's a great. It's one where people will absolutely go crazy, and everybody has an opinion. Best live concert you ever attended? Oof! All time best question. live. Awesome question. Awesome, awesome question. question. I'm gonna let you go first. Uh, again, I'll show my age. Sure. And. And I, I have to actually counter back to that and say, I don't know. I have to split one of the five times I saw well, Springsteen. It's a little off topic. But, uh, sure. But it would definitely it's be. Great, it's one where Bruce Springsteen will probably go Gillette crazy. And everybody Stadium has a stadium in 2003-ish. Okay. That would be it. But uh, I saw All right. Bruce about five times. I saw him about five times. Twice back to back nights actually at Rensselaer Field, the home of the University of Connecticut Huskies football. Wait a minute, UConn has a football team? <laughs> I knew I could prompt that response. Well, I don't I didn't you know what? I didn't even know about it. Their their reach for their Facebook page not be, must not be good. Cause I'm like a prime candidate as a commer- as a uh, you know, a customer of theirs because I like football and I like collegiate sports. And I just wow. never, I never see any of their posts. Oh, dude, they're too busy calling me three times a week asking for money, and literally three times a week. Wow! So you must be three like on their, you must be on like their super short list of fans who interact with their page a lot. Now, back in the day, yeah, I because... used to give. Back in the day, I used to give money, and once you get on that list, you never drop off that list, bro. They're calling you. I'm gonna give you, know? you yeah, no, I hear you. The alumni list. I'm gonna give yeah. you. The, I'm gonna tell you this. I'm going to give you the best concert I ever saw, and then I'm going to give you the worst concert I ever saw. Why don't oh, you? Oh, I love it! I love it. Give me the best. Give me the worst concert you ever saw. The worst concert I ever saw, and I liked this guy. Okay. But he effing mailed it in. He didn't want to be there. He zero encores. He was late. Maybe gave us an hour and twenty five minutes. Zero encores, mailed it in, didn't care, didn't want to be there. I don't necessarily blame him. Hartford, Connecticut's not the coolest place to be. But I had a terrible, saw a terrible show 
of John Cougar Mellencamp back in the 90s. Oh, I'm sorry you had to go to that concert. It sucked. I and I liked Mellencamp. Do you really? I hate that song. You know, that... that song, he's got like 12 albums. What do you mean he's that got song? got one fucking song. He sucks. He sucks. <laughs> that was the worst show I've ever seen. All right. That's a pretty, that's a good one. That's a good one. I'm going to go with uh, the best concert I ever saw, hands down, because I also wasn't expecting it to be. You know when you go in with, like, medium to low expectations and then it just, like, blows your mind because you already had, like, medium. Like, remember when you saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and you thought it was going to be, like, the greatest thing ever, but it was a really good movie but couldn't meet your expectations when we talked about it? So it hurt it a little bit in your opinion only because you were just thinking it was going to be like the second coming of Quentin Tarantino. So I went and saw Kid Rock back in his prime. This was during his American Badass uh, tour. Yep. So this yep. was this was his second album. We Well, it wasn't really his second album because I had grit sandwiches for breakfast too. But this was like his second big album which had a lot of his old stuff being re-released because they were waiting for his third album and he was such a megastar at that point. They were just like, yo, give us your old shit. Metallica said we could use a riff. Let's just make another album real quick while we're waiting for your new one to come out, right? So he was like the biggest thing since sliced white bread at that point in 1999. Like the rap rock thing was just exploding. It was all over the place. Rage Against the Machine, you know, Limp Biscuit, Kid Rock, Corn. You know, all that stuff, you know. And uh, so I went and saw Kid Rock at uh, the Meadows in Hartford, Connecticut. And the place was not sold out. It's a big, it was a big stadium, though. It's a, it's a big arena. Like, it can hold, what, probably 30,000, 40,000 people between, yeah. between you can lawn pack and. Them in on the lawn, yeah. The lawn, you can pack them in. Uh, so he ended up, he ended up, the seats weren't quite full. The lawn wasn't quite full, but there was probably, you know, from memory, 20,000 people there. So it was three quarters capacity to half to three quarters capacity. And I remember him coming out and seeing the crowd and he just gets on the microphone and he goes, fuck that. Everybody in the lawn, get your ass down here to the seats now. Right. So we end up filling up the whole amphitheater. OK, and I'm pretty close to the stage because I had seats. And then uh, he comes out. This is after, like, they announce it. So, like, Kid Rock announced it, like, on, like, the loudspeakers. Everybody in the lawn, get your ass down here now. He comes out on, like, a giant Harley motorcycle. Like, the fat boy. He comes out on the stage. And these two giant, like, huge flags are on either side of the stage. Like, like they look like, like cloth pillars on either side of the stage, right? And he comes out, he drives out his motorcycle, he revs it up, fireworks go off. This was like a wrestling show. Fireworks go off, the cloth pillars drop. There's strippers on either side of the stage on these giant poles. And he, and then a huge American flag comes down, more explosions go off, and then he just goes right into American badass. And as in like an 18-year-old lunatic... We were all just like, I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. And it just like, he blew, he goes nuts. And then, which impressed me even more when I was at the concert, 
he played every instrument in his band as the night went on. So he played the drums, he played the guitar, he played the trump. Like he grabbed everything. He has a good band. The Brown Trucker Band, they're actually really good. He played the instruments better than them. I was like, I've never seen anything like this. Like it was insane. And especially like he hit me right in my like wheelhouse, like just getting into college frat boy bullshit time in my life, you know, and that was nuts. And uh, the worst concert I had ever seen of all time, I had actually won on the radio because I used to have a bunch of phone lines at my work back in the day. And this was before they had like digital phones. Everything was like analog real phones. And I would set up all the phone lines to call a radio station if there was a concert. So I had like four phone lines just blazing the radio stations. And I ended up I used to win like 20 different concerts. I won tickets to go to these concerts. And I ended up winning to the, it was called the Hot 937 Super Jam. Oh, 93.7 Super Jam. Yeah, yes, dude. Remember that. <clears throat> so Absolutely. I, I, I saw Nelly. He was the headliner. And I love Nelly, like listening to him on Spotify or whatever. Or, you know, it's getting hot in here. So take off all your clothes. Like I that sounded like my grandmother was singing it. But you know what I mean? Like, you know, I love Nelly. I love Air Force One, all that shit. And it, he was so bad in concert. Like the crowd was booing him, throwing wow. bottles at him. Like he had like an entire entourage of people with him. Like a lot of rappers come out. They got like a couple guys on the side of them and everything. And I legitimately think that's to help them remember the words to their own songs because their songs have so many lyrics. Like their buddies always chime in with like a keyword to help them keep going. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he couldn't remember any of his own songs. And he, he sounded awful. I remember just going, I took a limousine to this concert because I won, like, the top prize. Like, I got to go backstage and meet some of the other artists. I didn't even want to meet Nelly. I was like, bro, you're not even on my level. Oh, word. Word to your mother. All I right, I got, I, got a, I got a couple shout-outs I got to handle before they get out of hand here. Go ahead. First of all, uh, Phoenix, Arizona contingent has checked in. Madonna, the worst show she ever saw. Can you please elaborate on that? I need to hear a little more about that, how Madonna sucked. And then Eric, who has been uh, been great in the chat tonight. Eric, I really appreciate it, man. Says, I saw Method Man once at Toad's Place. Oh, that was probably uh, Toad's good. Toad's Place is a place in New Haven, Connecticut. Oh, that, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Kind of a local place that has a great reputation of a lot of people being there. And uh, you got Stone just standing there which is exactly what happened to me at Steve Miller, of all things, at Lake Compounds, back to Lake Compounds. Ply. They cut the lights down. Steve <laughs> Miller starts with, like, the Joker or something. Yeah. And it was a freaking, you know, it was a Snoop Dogg cannabis convention at that point. It that was is amazing. Funny. And apparently Mrs. Ply worked at the Meadows. She did. Ply is what, That's pre-Mrs. Ply. Okay. That's pre that she was Jennifer then before she legally she had just, her names changed and she became she the first was, lady of the shadow she just she, before she, she became the first lady of the shadow band nation. But before that, she was a Jennifer and Jennifer did work at uh, there. That was one of her first jobs. She told me all about it. 
Yes. Yeah. And I saw a couple good. I saw. Uh, I saw a really good show there. I, I didn't want to group it as one of the best because it was three band. You know how when guys start get to the end of their career, they start doing these like three band things, and they did that at the Meadows a lot. And I, I remember seeing Sticks, Ario Speedwagon, and Journey at the Meadows, and that was a great show. That was a great show. That was probably uh, I don't know oh three. I wonder if. Uh, Mrs. Nah, a little early for Mrs. Ply to be working there at that point, I would think. But uh, I think that was 03, 04 I saw that show. It was pretty damn good. That's nice. Uh, I saw Back to Toad's Place. I think a lot of the chat is going to appreciate this. I saw John Cena and the trademark at Toad's Place. When John Cena came out with his rap album, it was John Cena, the trademark, and Bumpy Knuckles. Those were the three. And I saw his entire concert at Toad's Place, and it was awesome. We had such a great time. Bunch of wrestlers were there from the WWE. Uh, I sat next to Coach, Jonathan Coachman. Um, and so Eric is right that rap does sound better in a smaller club-like environment than it does in a big stadium. <clears throat> that being said, Nelly still sucked donkey chunks when I saw him live, but uh, John Cena was great, man. We had so much fun with him. He was like in his prime. So it was prime John Cena, not awful haircut. John Cena. Like he was, yeah, it was awesome, dude. How were you even able to see Cena? Believe it or not. uh, We had special glasses. We wore to the concert so we could actually see John Cena. It was very cool. It was very cool. I think we should demand Ply do more rap songs in his Jewish old man voice. It could be the best thing the internet has ever seen. <laughs> That's what Preacher says. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Cousin Kyle won't let me play with them anymore. Oh, boy. Come on, Kyle. Let me play with you. <laughs> and Mrs. Ply says, I saw a cover band for Sublime at Toads. Kind of jealous. I actually saw Sublime in concert before he died. You know, I don't practice Santeria. I don't have no crystal ball. Yeah, hey, I, I know. Like, I know people like Sublime. <laughs> I got no beef with Sublime, but really, they warrant a cover band. Yeah, they had such thing as a Sublime cover band. Okay, yeah. all right. They warrant a cover band about as much as Cinderella, the '80s hair metal band, does. Hey, easy, 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 easy. Plot. Easy what? You said bands 80s, are. Th- eight- 80s hair metal is is freaking sacred. So Cinderella was Bro. not the best. The Cinderella was not the best 80s hair band. No. But you know, a little they weren't. Uh, a little little nobody's fool is uh nothing to, you know, nothing to play around with. But you said when bands are at the end of their careers. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Fair. So as soon as you said that, all I thought of was Warrant White Snake Cinderella playing a free oh. show at the casino or something. Yeah, dude, that's that's where I saw Brett Michaels. I saw Brett Michaels at the casino in the Wolf Den playing a free show. See, I knew it. The 80s, yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> it was like, I, I, I remember walking by going, oh, that dude, that dude looks like Brett Michaels. And there's all these 80 chi- 80s chicks milling around with their washed out jeans and their Oof. poison t-shirts. I'm like, but that can't be Brett Michaels. Brett Michaels ain't playing a free show at the Wolf Den. Sure enough, Brett Michaels. Did you say hi to him? I did not say hi to him. I couldn't get closer. Those 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 eighty chicks. Those eighties chicks were uh, were vicious, man. I why didn't you? Why didn't you just tell him you're the Muldog? I I could I could have. I think it was pre 
well, it wasn't pre-Muldog. I was still the Muldog. I just hadn't been released to the world yet. But um, uh, so it was. You know, a, get these updates yeah. from Pandora. I don't know if you. I listen to a lot of Pandora, and it, it does. No, I'm send Spotify. You, uh, I'm Team Spotify. Gotcha. Well, I'm Team Spotify for the podcast, but uh, yeah, I get you. Uh, Who they just Pandora signed Joe Rogan, you. by the way. Yeah, hundred million bucks. Yeah, no, that I got called Joe Rogan twelve times this week on my uh, on the video game show. Hundred million bucks. Yeah, no, that's awesome. You know, it's. I think it's a little weird though that of the twenty five people who watched the Ply Rock Nation video game show this week, twelve of them thought I was Joe Rogan. You know what I mean? Like that's that's like a fifty percent like. Out of the massive reach it's getting of 25 people, 12 of them thought I was Joe Rogan. Can you imagine if the reach was just a little bit bigger, how many people would think I was Joe Rogan? Maybe that's maybe maybe they think I'm maybe an imposter. Maybe you are Joe Rogan. Maybe. maybe you are Joe Rogan. Eric chimes in with, you should have congratulated Brett Michaels for dating Pam Anderson. And uh, When did he date her? Because, when did he oh, date her? He, dude, there's a sex tape out there. That was Brett. He got, he got hit, hit and Tommy Lee. They both got bit by a sex tape. Man, I you know I used to love With her when Pam I was Anderson. younger, but I would just I, every time I hear her name now, all I think is hepatitis. Do you know how Pam Anderson got discovered? Um. Well, it was pre Baywatch. It was Playboy. Um, before that, before well before that. What the hell was she in before? Originally, oh, oh, Home Improvement. Got home Improvement. Rip before Home Improvement. That was she was good in Home Improvement. Yeah, she was awesome. She was originally Pam Anderson is from Canada, and she was originally a uh, not not you, you know those like uh, we used to see them at the bars back in the day. Uh, they had like those shot girls and those beer girls. They'd wear you know like scanty kind of clothes, and it'd be for a certain you know Jägermeister or this or that, and they'd go around the bars. Yeah, that makes well, sense. Yeah, she was the Labatt's girl at for um, one of the teams in the old in well they're still around but in the Canadian Football League. So she was the Labatt's girl walking around with this tight Labatt's t-shirt, mm-hmm. and she got put up on the jumbotron. You know, somebody just picked her out of the crowd or walking around. She goes up on the jumbotron. The crowd goes nuts. Yeah, I'd be and pri- somebody somebody signed her right there. Somebody grabbed her. And got her with an agent, and well, I mean, let's before she like when she was like young, Pamela Anderson. She if she had like handled herself a little bit better, besides like going with Brett Michaels and Tommy Lee and all this. And Tommy dis- Lee, yeah. <laughs> she was she was well on her way to being the next Marilyn Monroe for a while. Absolutely, like Absolutely. like you could make you could make an argument for like to a little bit lesser degree, like a Jenny McCarthy or a Carmen Electra. Or an Anna Nicole Smith. Anna Nicole Smith. That's that's the one I was thinking. But of, they Anna were Nicole all Smith. they were all like they didn't they weren't quite Pamela Anderson. But then yeah, that whole Brett Michaels, Tommy Lee, her life like just became like a disaster. With you know when you when you hook up with Motley Crue, what do you think's gonna happen? <laughs> you know that's so. It. But uh, Mrs. Ply is trying to correct you, saying I think that was Jenny McCarthy. No, Mrs. Ply is sadly mistaken on that one. Yeah, she probably. I mean, that's Pamela, probably Pamela. in Moldog's Maybe Jenny McCarthy. It, it possibly could have happened to Jenny McCarthy 
on some level. I feel like Jenny um, McCarthy was but, also a tool, uh, Tim, the tool time. Uh, I think she was she who it wasn't just Pamela Anderson who was on that show with Tim. It went Allen. to Debbie. It went to Debbie Dunning after Pamela Anderson and Debbie Dunning was also beautiful. But Pam was was early, mm-hmm. and uh, then they switched it over to Debbie Dunning. But I I can't say for sure how Jenny McCarthy was discovered, but I do know that that's how Pam Anderson was discovered was in the Canadian Football League as the Labatt's girl. Wow! If somebody Google's it and finds me wrong, uh, <clears throat> chime in. But I would be very surprised. I'm pretty sure on that story. Like you said, that's kind of in my wheelhouse of era if you will. That's pretty interesting. You hear some of these stories of how celebrities are found. Like Harrison Ford was the carpenter on the set for Star Wars. Like he was part of like the carpenters union. He was building sets. And uh, like he had been like done a little bit of acting previously. Like he was in Apocalypse Now for like three and a half minutes. In the very beginning, he was the uh, assistant to the guy giving the mission to Martin Sheen. And uh, but he was like doing carpentry work or something, I think, on Star Wars and that George Lucas and them were like, oh, this is our leading man, (laughs) you know, so (laughs) sometimes you just got to be in the right place at the right time. And, you know, as long as nobody's like, you know, hiding you from the world or holding you back, uh, you can you can make it, you know, so holy big quote here from preach. I'm going to try to read it. Preacher saying, I'll fight you on this, Stevie. Well, that's positive. Joe Rogan is awesome. He can be wrong every now and then, but he lets everyone from all kinds of positions have a say. He's a First Amendment personified. He's more of what we need in this country, people allowing even idiots to have a say. Listen to them and then asses. Joe Rogan is a beast. Well, he's doing something right if he's signing anything for $100 million, so whether you like him or you don't. Well, he gets big-time guests. I mean, he, you know, he... It's it's an interesting podcast. I mean, it's three hours. You know, it's it's long. It's very conversational. It's not like like ours. It's it, yeah. It just sounds like you're kind of sitting in your living room talking about whatever. Like but ours. Gets, yeah, exactly. But he gets monster stars like us. I mean, yeah. It's, it's the, the this show. This show right has two monster stars on it every week. I mean, let's go, dude. How many podcasts can say they have two A-listers every week on their podcast? That's an excellent point. And it's conversational. Very conversational. The the epitome of conversational. And it's just, and it's three hours long. It's three hours long. So, I mean, you know. How can anyone even say that word? Asses, assesses, like assessment. Assess. 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 Oh, my gosh. I don't. That's it, why. That's why my Thursday morning at work, the first three hours, I'm sleepwalking through my uh, Thursday morning at work. Uh, you know. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm. I'm basically Thursday. Thursday mornings from like eight uh, thirty to eleven thirty. I'm basically just kind of stealing from the company because they're not getting much of an effort out of me till after lunch on Thursday. I hope. I hope Mark isn't watching this one. <laughs> yeah. That's he can funny. go screw himself. I'm I'm underpaid anyway. If I stole <laughs> if I stole half the hours, I'd still be underpaid. Oh my gosh. Well, do you drink coffee in the morning? I house coffee in the morning. Do you drink coffee or energy drinks or like is it what do you do? What's your coffee? What what do you how do you make your coffee? Just regular old coffee with one sweet and low and cream. 
Oh, you're a, you're an artificial sweetener guy. I am an artificial sweetener guy. Yeah, I love it. Mrs. Ply yells at me all the time. Oh, I'm sure it's gonna kill me, but I mean, everything's gonna get you, right? everything's right. gonna kill you. But yeah, I'm a I'm a sweet and low guy. Never, I'm not an energy drink guy. I house coffee. I've been drinking coffee forever. So I was 12 or 13 years old. I started drinking coffee. Yeah. And uh, I've never. I'm back. Did you mute yourself? What happened? I didn't mute myself. The internet died. Ah. Yeah, no, true. that now you're getting shadow interneted. Now I'm getting, getting I'm getting shadow interneted too, yeah. Isn't that fun? Let's see if <laughs> let's see if we get everybody back. Let's see if it works. Let me see. Let me yeah, no, it just died. It took a dump. Yep. Why wouldn't it? Why wouldn't it? <laughs> of course. Why wouldn't it? Anyway. So before we were so, I think we're back. We're yeah, good. No, now, that, now you're getting shadow interneted. We are getting shadow interneted. All right, I think we're back. Yeah, it's better now. All right, we're back. Sorry about that, guys. It's. I guess I somebody heard me say the word cocaine and cut us off. That's what happened. I didn't think that was going to happen, but boop, there we go. All right, let me get Moldog back. Moldog, can you still hear me? Yeah, man, everybody's in the chat too, man. Loyal tonight, man. Loyal chat tonight. That is very refreshing. Yeah, that's that's very sweet of them. That why why yeah, would the why would the internet work? <laughs> why is it a Monday? I feel like for the past sixty days, every day has felt like a Monday. Has every day felt like a Monday to you? No, nah, they all kind of, they all kind of blend together. <laughs> they all kind of blend together. Tomorrow will feel like a damn Monday until at least lunchtime, like I said. Then you know, I'll, uh, you know, I may, I may, you know, I may treat myself tomorrow. I'm looking at, uh, I think uh, I'll make it to lunchtime. Then I'm looking at uh, two chili cheese dogs from Dairy Queen, and uh, I'll be off and running. Ooh, that sounds good. Oh. You you work right near a Dairy Queen too, right? It's right across the street. I can walk across the street to that Dairy Queen, and uh, two chili cheese dogs, and then chase it. You know, afternoon lull, chase it, go over there, get a blizzard. I'm good to go. Eric is saying the FBI is watching us through your phone. Probably that's it, man. That's it. He's he knows. He and knows the deal. Nathan is saying the internet could not handle the epicness that is Ply and the Muldog. Snow, snow nose, like bow nose, snow nose, snow nose. Yeah. All right, guys, before this thing completely dies on us, because the Internet is starting to actually like go crazy around. What time is it? Like, why is it even? Eh, it's almost midnight anyway. We appreciate all you guys. Unless there's anything else in the chat you guys want to sound off about. Uh, Elvis is still alive, by the way. Marilyn Manson does have all his ribs. And he is not the guy from the Wonder Years. All right. So Richard Gere's uh, colostomy, uh, uh, colonoscopy showed uh, he's all clear. Yeah, Richard so, uh, Richard Gere, with that. his ass wasn't gnawed by any gerbil teeth that we could tell. <laughs> <laughs> We've already been shadow banned. What's the worst that can happen, says Cole? That's right. Exactly. Yeah, we're like Thelma and Louise at this point, just driving off the cliff. Go big or go home, baby. Uh, that's it. There's no crying and streaming. There's, there's no crying and vodcasting. Yeah, man. Let's just make Facebook an offer it can't refuse. 
<laughs> we could have been a contender. We could have been a contender on the waterfront. On the waterfront. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us. If you haven't already, make sure you hit that like, follow, and share button, number one. Number two, make sure you catch the uh, actual podcast on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play, and other places you love to listen to your podcasts. We appreciate all you guys being here. We love you guys. We will see you guys on the next Ply and the Moldog. Ready on the chopper, let's go. Get ready for delivery.